Hello and welcome to another episode of the Next Game Dilemma, your board gaming podcast. We hit you with a short one this week where we discuss what we would love to see in our hypothetical perfect local game shop. From play space to tournaments, maybe even if you want to booze it up a little. We talk about the must-haves. Interestingly enough, we never even brought up the price of games. Maybe that's something to think about. Let's go. Anybody want to bring us in? No. No? Okay, I guess no. I'll just do it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, this is your show. Very true. Welcome to another episode of The Next Game Dilemma. I am Noel, your host as always, here joined by Christina. Hi. And mm-hmm. Jason. How? Here to talk to you about all things board games. Just whatever we feel like, really. What are we feeling today? Feeling tired. <laughs> always tired. All right, well, let's go ahead and get the little bit of news out of the way. The last time that we were, uh, or the last thing that we talked about news-wise was the new Magic the Gathering uh, secret layer. Secret layer, correct. Well, there's been a little bit of a a big fuck-up, really, by Wizards. They ended up sending out a couple of uh, preview packets to a couple of, uh, like, YouTubers and people that, you know, uh, to show off a little bit, mm-hmm. but... They so they sent them the signets one, the one that's uh the two colors for the artifact. It goes into every EDH deck, blah yeah, blah blah. Color filter. Yep, yeah. that good thing. And they sent them out to these YouTube these YouTubers, and the first thing they noticed is that the foiling process was different Ooh. than what they were gonna get if they bought it from Secret Layer. So now it makes these highly valuable that's what you saw on ebay where it was like how much was uh, was three the, grand yeah like three grand Ooh. for a set and remember the set isn't a four of set it's a one of of the odd ones so you only get five signets for the three grand Jeez, and that's what the, it was bidding at i believe yeah so it's they basically inadvertently just made the hottest misprint in like the last 10 years yeah, I mean, I was going to say, with that kind of money, you could buy half a PlayStation 5. <laughs> I, I don't mean, know. It's investments. That's a, a little crazy. Yeah, it, I mean, it was just a major screw-up, and it only applies to people who already like uh, highly valuable, highly misprinted stuff, you know? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't affect the, the magic community at large. Exactly. I wouldn't really even call it a fuck-up. I mean... They inadvertently made, you know, highly a variant of something that it, there only so many exist now, you know? Yeah, but I mean, still, like I said, it it doesn't really affect the community. You know what I mean? It, it only affects a certain few. Yeah, yeah, like maybe the community of, like you said, rare... Uh, Misprints. Yeah, people who collect those yeah. specifically. I, I am a part of a group on Facebook, so that's why everything like this sort of keeps popping up my uh, in my way. <laughs> I see weird things, so and this happens to be like it oh. just it's just strange. It just went to influencers. You know what I mean? Like it felt like, hey, can you uh, misprint us for the little common people? <laughs> you know what I mean? So we can get our hands on these things. Well, I feel like it's a more common. Like, if there's going to be a misprint or some sort of skerfuffle like this, it's going to happen on smaller scales more often than at large scale. Yes and no. Like, there are common misprint issues in every run. You know, like, uh, sometimes you'll get, like, a blotch on a certain card, and that that's a very common misprint, you know, in certain, certain things. Uh, there's also very famous misprints as well. Yeah, like, I believe it was Invasion or something like that, where, like, one in every three 
PAX had like a where it was cut wrong or whatever. Really? No, no, it was Mercadian masks. That's what it was. Mercadian yeah, Mask. I do remember Mercadian Mask having a lot of uh, boarding issues. Yeah, but I mean more along the lines of things like the the famous ones is like um, Goblin Sledder. Uh, the white edition cost two red instead of one for some reason. Oh, uh, well, that's what? <laughs> yeah, like it's just a fuck up, just a misprint, like an actual thing that went in there. Uh, wow. Another famous one is the Curse Scroll from what the fucking what's that? Is Curse Scroll Tempest? Tempest, thank you. Uh, the Japanese printed one was printed normally, except the activation cost was one less instead of it costing three, it cost two because greedy, greedy Japanese people. <laughs> It's Always looking for legal. value. <laughs> not, not the misprint. <laughs> like, I mean, you can play it, but it ain't too. <laughs> and just uh, like, don't notice it. It's like, damn, why is that activation cost really cheap? I don't, I don't know. Also, why can't <laughs> I understand its letters? <laughs> <laughs> There's a the group that I like for misprints on Facebook and stuff like that. People occasionally will show off like they're all misprint deck or things like that. This dude had a misprint cube. And where you play it as the misprint, like whatever. So if like the the cost is like cut in half, you only pay whatever is showing <laughs> and stuff like that. So it's really fucking, it's just really, really God. cool. I don't know if I want people to play that. Yeah, just, just like, like it. don't touch my cards. It'd be like <laughs> an unglued set or something. Yeah. yeah. Basically. Oh, okay. But uh, no, I mean. You play it for fun. Too. Yeah. But, but it's, if, if all the cards are like legit misprints, they are, yeah, yeah. quite expensive. <laughs> I mean, but at that point, if you have, like, Power Cube, like I used to have, would you not want people to touch your cards at that point either? Like, you're like, not much. No. Okay. Fair enough. I don't know. Very hesitant about it. Yeah. Select few. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if I want Alex or Tom Riffle shuffling my fucking full art Wrath of Gods and Damnations and <laughs> full art Mutawaltz and shit. No, no, no. No, thank you. So that's that's it for, like, the the happenings. That uh, that happened in between the last episode and now. So let's just go ahead and go into the next topic, which is what is our perfect store? Ah, uh, the perfect store. Yeah, if hypothetically you either opened a new store or a new store opened in your town, your city, anywhere you can actually get to it, what are the musts have in that store for you? What what are the things that put that store over the top that's going to make you drive those extra five miles to go to this shop as opposed to the other shops? Yeah, I'd, I'd drive across town if there was a board gaming pub here. Oh, yeah? Like straight yeah. straight up? Uh, like where they serve food and booze um, and like all the tables were like board gaming tables. Mm-hmm. You know. That does actually seem like fun. Yeah. Uh, it seems like fun and an anxiety attack. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure there'd be rules. Like if I was running the joint, it'd be... You know, you can't have food and drink simultaneously at the table. You can have drink, mm-hmm. but that's going to be, you know, because these board game tables now. They have like the holders the, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that are come outside. out of the table. Yeah, yeah exactly. The like, whole, yeah. Those are beautiful, brilliant ideas. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would love to have an establishment equipped like that. So, would it just be a straight up, pretty much a pub with board games? Or would it have to have anything else? Maybe private rooms or what's up with the food then? Is it very regular greasy let's let's play some uh board games after this type food or? yeah i'm thinking along the lines of that um i know there is a i believe it's meepleville has like a cafe connected to it yeah yep. where you can you know get sandwiches and stuff which is cool sandwiches um, pizza uh burgers i believe they do yeah yeah I, I don't, oh i didn't know about their burgers yeah i think they do like uh they're doing like grilled stuff now i don't know how 
you know, chef intensive. It is in there. Yeah. Elaborate. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the last time I went was back in its early days, like years ago. So yeah, yeah they probably they probably come ago. along. Yeah, pretty well. But yeah, I mean that sort of setup, but just with those fancy gaming tables. Oh God, I, I feel like you would get all of the board gaming community out. You know. Yeah, nice play area is definitely a must. I mean, I'm not opposed to just having, you know, uh, plastic tables and chairs, and uh, as long as they're somewhat organized and, you know, you have enough space in between them. Because I've been to some shops where, you know, they're hosting an event, and it's fucking elbow to elbow. We are sardines in there, man. And um, I think another thing that I would love for a location like this would be for there to be organized, like, you know, those mega games where it's mm. like, you know, 30, Werewolves 40 people. like that. Yeah. Stuff. No, I mean, I wouldn't go so far as, like, werewolf, because that can be a pretty cumbersome thing to run mm-hmm. beyond, like, ten people. Okay. You know? But I'm talking about, like, they have, like, these, uh, they're called mega games, I'm pretty sure, um, but they're, like, social games. Okay. Um, but it takes up the entire room. Uh, oh, hell, if I could only remember the name of some of them. I know uh, various uh, YouTubers have covered it, uh, covered a few of them, actually. But one is, like, you know... Each person playing is is assigned to a certain country or whatever, and then there's people that work for the press or whatever, and it's sort of like LARPing mm-hmm. in, in a sense, but there's very structured rules. It's not like freeform, like, you know, oh, you guys tell the story or, or whatever. Like, no, you're actually playing a game. I'm going to have to come back and cut in here with, like, some examples for mm-hmm. these since we're not selling them too hard right now. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know that game with a bunch of people you know, with all over the country, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm doing a shit job at that. But then, then there's another one where it's, like, uh, has to do with uh, switching. Like, there's only two teams, and, like... People leave the other teams, to, you know, to, to join the other team, oh, kind of willy-nilly from what I could tell. Um, <laughs> but, like, one of them secretly has a bomb, and at the end of the game, like, whichever team has that player on it loses. Okay. Yeah. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah. No, take Jim. We don't <laughs> want shit, Jim. <laughs> but, yeah. No, those... So, I feel like once a week, like, on a Saturday... Or a Friday, or maybe Friday and Saturday. Have like a jumbo game. Yeah, exactly. That'd be cool. I, I would like uh, a bit more interaction with our board game community. Although we can't really blame them right now, as seeing as how the pandemic's still sort of going on, mm-hmm. and uh, getting together with that many people is kind of the opposite of what we want right now. Yeah, maybe. I heard this Delta variant thing is going to blow over. Yeah, that's why California <laughs> shut back down, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not shut down, but mass mandated again. Mm. And why we're mass mandated again, yep. too. Oh, are we? Yep. Yeah, I gotta wear masks at work Son again. Of them. For workers only, though. Cause... Yeah, only employees. Oh, yeah, because they're the only ones that can spread it. They're trying so hard to keep it open, dude. They, yeah. they just, they're. Fuck. I know. Yeah. Economy's a son of a bitch. Yep. But on a less depressing note, what about you, Christina? What well, would you like in your perfect shop? I think player space is definitely. A big one because I remember uh, back in the day when they didn't have enough tables and we had to play matches outside. Whew, I do remember in those the heats <laughs> in the summer. This is back in your early magic days. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that was... sardines, man. Yeah, sitting just on the sidewalk and f that. Yeah. Actually, I do remember when I was playing, like when I was an active player, even in Texas, even here, no matter where I was playing, uh, being an active magic player in the tournament scene, you're gonna end up in a 
store where they don't want to turn up the AC all the way. <laughs> and okay, uh, on the uh, on the note of that, at the shop that I, uh, that that I used to uh, to work, that motherfucker was cranked. I guarantee you, it was okay. I, every dude to like seventy at l- the minimum. But the fact is, you have so many people in such a small mm-hmm. space, yeah. and especially here in Vegas. You know, if you're facing against the sun, it does not matter. You're fucked. But yeah, but that's the other thing is you're going to be packed shoulder to shoulder, Mm -hmm. like no matter where you go, (laughs) like unless it was a pro PTQ or something like that's the only time I felt like I could actually, you know, move my elbows without hurting nobody. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Player space is very important for sure. I mean, if if you intend to have events like that, if not having at least a general space for people to come and sit down and play like. I understand not every store is going to be, you know, thousand square feet or more or, you know, it's not going to be a huge area. But having a, a, a designated space for, you know, a couple tables for either even at least demos mm-hmm. is something that is uh, appreciated. Oh, for sure. Um, well, another thing I was going to say, the competitive side of me wants some tournaments, board game tournaments. Oh, yeah. An organized tournament scene. Yeah. Oh, Oh, that'd be great. And it doesn't have to be the same one. It can just be a rotating one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like maybe people come in and vote on it, what the next thing would be, like so mm-hmm. you can just get it going. Because I'm just so tired of, hey, let's do trivia. Trivia Fridays. And, you know what I mean? I'm just... Or like the top Only because I suck from... at trivia. But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I like that. Some sort of way. Like, I, if, like maybe if the winners got to have a say in what was going to be played the next week or whatever. Maybe the losers. Or the losers, yeah. 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 That would be pretty cool. I would definitely enjoy a tournament for something a bit more meaty than like King of Tokyo. Yeah. Right. You know? <laughs> Munchkin. Munch. Yeah, no you... one no one's gonna care about a Munchkin tournament. No, yeah. no, no, no. Some people care. Competitive Munchkin. <laughs> no, they're not welcome at this establishment. <laughs> Another requirement. I wonder if we're gonna have that. That'd be the most ridiculously dope thing. Just having a sticker like Munchkin's not sold here. <laughs> uh, just like a fucking finger. Get out. Yeah. Munchkin, uh, Catan, not welcome. <laughs> See, and, and I've actually, uh, I've, I've kind of taken back my stance on Munchkin. I understand there's there there needs to be a game for people who don't know what fun is. Um, for them to just pick up and be like, "Is this fun? Am I having fun? I think I'm having fun." Yeah, it's so weird. The people who really really like it. Like, they yeah. love that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, they've never been exposed to anything better. Well, no, they have, and they just keep they on... They just don't care. It's probably like, just like their first real, like, board game they've ever been introduced. It just sticks with you. Just like, you know, your know. sticks with you. You know what I mean? Like... I guess. But, I mean... And, and there's places for all these games that we're bad-mouthing, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, there's everyone... Who enjoys their game? Let them enjoy their game. I'm sorry that we're shitting on yours. I, yeah, a tournament scene is definitely something that I would enjoy because I am also competitive, and not everybody plays Magic. Not everybody plays Yu-Gi-Oh or mm. card, you know, collectible card games or miniatures. You know, I would like to see a board gaming tournament. That is 100 mm. percent true. I would more interaction with the community would be cool too. I think another thing, not to hate on like TCG players, um, but I feel like it, 
not that they wouldn't be allowed to come and play. Like, if you want to come play Magic or whatever, Pokemon or whatever, cool. Come use the table space to play those games. But, like, we wouldn't sell it, wouldn't stock it, wouldn't, like, have organized tournaments. Yeah, in my ideal pub. We would not sanction events or anything like that. Like, I'm sure... You know, for existing shop owners, there's a reason why it's board gaming and magic and stuff is because that's a good revenue stream. In my ideal gaming pub, there would be no none of that. Like, they will come, they'll play, whatever, but it's not going to be like because the magic scene can quickly take over a location. Yeah. You know? Mm hmm. Um, so that, this, that goes the same for, uh, I think, all like CCGs, TCGs. If you have enough support and they just start showing up in droves, yeah, yeah, all of a sudden you're like, why am I stocking like five boxes deep of Yu-Gi-Oh? Like, <laughs> well, you know, if you're selling booze, you don't have to sell magic. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You, you, it's something to keep it coming, something to keep it fresh. Okay, and then I have another thing. I don't know if they usually try to control this or not, but just clientele that come in. Like, I don't want to go into a place where I just see males. Just competitive males. Like I want to see families. I want to see other females. Like that's that's less on um, that's less in the control of. Like, I'm right. That's what I was saying. But I'm saying my ideal shop uh, somehow make it more friendly for everyone. As right. I mean, you the... can still like have a competitive scene, but you know, like do an incentive for family nights or yeah. things right. like that to get. I like casual players. I really do. Because, Every night is ladies' night. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to, you know, go to those areas, meet new people, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, experience new things. And like I said, I just don't want to be feel a little alienated as, like, I'm the only female among, dro- like, drove men Well, there, if we're but... talking board games, I think that's not, that tends to happen a lot less. Right, right. But I'm just saying, like, if, if there's a shop that also caters to magic or... Mm-hmm. You know, Yu-Gi-Oh! or things like that. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying that's what I would want to when I walk into the shop is see families and, mm-hmm. you know, just a variety of different pe- people. Stuff, just just, just have incentives <laughs> for uh, a mixture of people. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like the, you know, my idea of having like mega games on Fridays or Saturdays or whatever um, would kind of go towards that of building communities and encouraging people to sort of intermingle mm-hmm. instead of, you know, being sanctioned off into their own little cliques or what have you. Right. Um, you know, make it a much more because, I mean, that's that's what the scene really needs is a way for communities to come together. Yeah. You know what I mean? You kind of get that at our current game shops. Um, there's a little bit of that, but it's not, there's no active, incentive, uh, yeah. like, no I, reason. I think it's more of the players doing it than the shops itself. Exactly, yeah. yeah. No. Like, not that it falls to them to right. have to, but it'd be nice for that sort of thing to be encouraged. Yeah, and I don't know, it depends on the shop, because I know shops would definitely love for there to be uh, overlap in hobbies. Because if you're buying, you know, 40K stuff, and then you're also buying a box of magic every week or, you know, every set, that's good for them. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, more money for them. So I don't see a reason for them to not want the same thing. True. You know, if I were to have a magic tournament or have a, the shop sort of embrace TCGs, then what the one thing that I would need them to have is a good selection of singles. If I were to want to have a shop with magic, you know, 
if you're doing a shop without magic, having just boosters is fine or not at all. You know, that, yeah. that's up to you. Like you were saying, if you want to do more pub style and have it like just meaty games, you know, bought, bought, uh, actual boxed games as opposed to like cracking packs. Yeah. That's fine. But if I were to do something and I wanted to do, uh, involve magic or flesh and blood or Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, what have you, singles are a must because, you know, if you have have being that shop where you're like you come in and you're like hey what do you have oh let me uh let me trade this in or you know having a shop that has a, a good relationship with the, the whatever community they're trying to support is highly important singles does that because it allows people to come to you first before they outsource the money into the internet you know oh, yeah that's fair so that's- in your ideal shop would it be uh magic also uh 10 years ago maybe <laughs> because I was an, a much more active player. Right. I I think if you're trying to do something with cards, uh, Pokemon, TCGs, and other stuff like that, whoever's championing that has to be involved with the community. There's no way that that person can't be because they they're everything fluctuates so much. They have to have their finger on the pulse. Oh yeah. Right now, if I were to open it, I don't think that that's me. So I would be. I would support it, and I'd be like, "Hey, if you want to have your FNMs here, we give out packs, we do stuff like that. Have it much more casual, sort of the way Little Shop of Magic does, where it still encourages people to come in, it still encourages buying of booster packs and stuff like that." My opinion on it: if you're gonna lean into into a specific hobby, whether that be your uh, card games, you're gonna have to stock your sleeves, your binders. If you're doing miniatures, you're also gonna have to, you know, support that side. You're gonna need your brushes, your paints. So whatever side you end up taking, you're going to have to have uh, be ready for that. If you're going to be on your side where you're saying beer and food, you know, make sure that you have uh, your rules set up. However, you're going to do it because I don't know about you, but I don't want anybody spilling shit on any of my games. I feel like there'd be a like a, a shelf that, you know, lines the walls uh, and then like each game has a price on it. You don't pay the price, but you put down a deposit. Mm-hmm. for that game and then when you're done with it everything checks out cool get your money back um, but if you spill drinks on my game <laughs> you're paying that price i'm keeping that deposit see and, and that's sort of where it's it's rough because let's say they well you know what would be in your library let's say they get power grid right for example mm-hmm. they pull out power grid are you gonna as soon as they give it back to you are you gonna go through the rule book and be like all right 82 blocks 102 coins, <laughs> 67 cards. Ah, motherfuckers. Like, you know? Yeah. It, it just seems... It seems fine for you to have, you know, the fr- the free games or whatever or whatever you want to do. But it for something like that, it seems more of more appropriate for you to bring your own. You know what I mean? True. Yeah. I it, mean, and then that way they didn't have to pay the security deposit. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's just uh, whenever you start talking about uh, security deposits and checking and stuff like that, it's more of a time management thing for me. That's true. Only because uh, Little Shop did the same thing, too, where they were uh, renting out games. And I always thought, like, man, who fucking checks these things? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, but whatever. If it works, it works, you know? Yeah. Uh, but you're gonna definitely going to have to have a system in place for that. That's true. See, and that's why I wouldn't open it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you just go. Yeah. And uh, drink your, your worries I'd away. give them tons of my money. Yeah. You're like, give me the vino for this vinos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, well, that pretty much uh, sums up what we want. Uh, lots of play space, uh, tournaments, booze. Yeah. <laughs> kind, of, uh, kind of summing up what, uh, 
where we are at, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seems like you need another beer there, eh, Jason? Yeah, yeah, that'll come. All right, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the stuff. And yeah, that's uh, that's going to be a quick one for us. We're just trying to get these out, seeing as how we've on vacation, and then we had a few issues with computers and corrupted files, so we're trying to get back on track. So we're just this is just a short podcast letting you know we're still alive, still out doing it. Uh, and we'll catch you later, guys. Peace. Bye, everyone. We are everywhere. We are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, where we would love to interact with our listeners. We've just launched our new website, nextgamedilemma.com, where you can find links to our episodes and full board game reviews, and more coming soon. If you have any questions, comments, or podcast ideas, you can reach out to us at noel at nextgamedilemma.com. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Take it easy, guys. Mm-hmm.